The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, November the 17th, 2011. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We have a uh, we've got a really interesting, cool show for you today. Our guest is uh, Nicole Hurley from Skywire Media. And uh, I'm not going to tell you a lot about Skywire Media just yet. Suffice it to say, marketers, stay tuned. Um, your ears are going to burn, your brains are going to bubble. And I think you are going to want to talk to Skywire Media by the end of the show. But in the meantime, before we get to Nicole, Dave, how you doing, bro? Dave Davies, I think you uh, you might have silenced your your your, your Skype, Dave. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to avoid having to listen to my typing, but uh, but there we go. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, that's that's a problem with that little like uh, beginning part. Where, uh, anyways, my my apologies. Yeah, it's it's a little chillier up here, uh, as as I know you know, Jim. But my version of chilly is probably a little different than yours is. Um, a bit chillier than mine is. It's still warm and sunny in Toronto. It's a balmy two degrees Celsius outside. <laughs> uh, for our American listeners, that'll be what twenty or I mean uh, thirty four, thirty five degrees. So. Uh, for American listeners, it's a warning. It's coming. Winter is here. It's just like Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. <laughs> uh, we got we got lots to cover here, and not uh, well. We've got a guest, so not the full hour that you and I can often just chat ourselves through. Hey, did uh, I, did I say Game of Thrones? That's not going to get us like censored by the American government yet, is it? I, I I can still say Game of Thrones over the radio without like. Uh, running afoul of the SOPA Act. You know, I, I, it's getting questionable. Just don't quote anything from it, and I think you might be okay. Okay, great, great. Uh, this is a problem, and I can't, uh, you know what, interestingly, I think you and I might actually be on the same side this time. Um, the SOPA, Stop Online Privacy Act, that is winding its way through uh, U.S. Congress right now, it seems to have suddenly popped up out of nowhere. But uh, a couple of days ago, I guess, stemming from conversations at PubCon, uh, Matt Cutts from Google put out a plea to the industry to um, please help, please weigh in and get your friends and uh, anybody who you can, you know, bring this issue to a t- issue to their attention. And I guess this means you, folks. Um, call your congresspeople. The Stop Online Piracy Act, as I said, is winding its way through Congress. And critics fear it's going to create a great firewall for the United States, much like the great firewall of China or the pending firewall of Australia or the great firewalls of Syria or Iran or other places where government and corporate censorship are 
you know, de rigueur, are, you know, considered uh, good public policy. It's true. Uh, well, in, instinctively, you're right. I, like my my gut instinct was, I know what side Jim's going to take on this. So, damn it, I got to oppose him one way or the other. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but but the fact of the matter is, we're we're talking about you know my entire. You know, because of our net neutrality arguments, you know my stance on government regulation of of really anything to do with with the internet. Um, you know, uh, unless people are getting hurt, I oppose government regulation. So um, this this is is clearly one of those cases. The government has no place in it. Now, my big concern, just aside from from what they're trying to address, which I think all of us can can agree, um, that that you know that the copyright is important. Um, you know that 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 yes, the, these people do deserve. You know the 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 producers of of content, the the, the recording yeah. artists, the movies. They deserve some protection. What really really frightens me um, is that once this thing is set up, really is this what it's going to be restricted to? Can you ever give the government power and then go? But they're only going to use it for good and for exactly what they told us to. I mean, you know, up, up here in Canada, income tax was brought in. Why? To pay off the war efforts, and then it was going away, right? No, you don't give the government power and expect them to pull it back, <laughs> right? That's that's never going to happen, and that's my big concern. And I mean, you know, we, we just passed um, the, the, the 10 year anniversary of, of one of the most devastating attacks on, on the United States since, you know, probably the civil war. Um, but it, that, that event and, 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 and all of a sudden SOPA coming up makes me think, well, if that had happened in a post, uh, you know, sort of SOPA world, if, if these, the, um, the network was all set up and, and the government had the right to shut down and be selective on what sites would appear. And then all of a sudden an event like that happened. Indeed. What happens now? And 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 you can expect it to be a big clamp down on on access to information because all of a sudden you're giving the government control over this, and it's those sort of things and and the massive abuses by the government that could take place. That's a really really significant concern for me. Now I'm a I guess in uh, American and and any Canadian speak, I'm a very liberal person. I do believe that government regulation can be used for good. Um, I do not believe that public policy should be set by corporations. And in this case, this is the American entertainment industry, Hollywood, the recording industry of America, etc. This is the American entertainment industry dictating public policy. Yeah. If, um, I just want to really quickly go over what, um, what this means to people internationally and also what it means to, to Americans. Um, say you're a big fan of, say, The Family Guy or The Simpsons, and something happened on the show that was particularly funny, a two or three second clip, and you want to recreate it without using the cartoon. I mean, just recreate the script, giggling and laughing, and you put that up on YouTube. Well, that would be breaking the law, and actually, under this act, you could go to jail for using copyrighted materials. Not that that would really happen, but you could. Um, or what if you wanted to take a snippet from a news clip from, say, ABC or CNN or God knows why, Fox, and you wanted to put that on your website to make a point? Well, that 
could be immediately blocked or taken down because it's copyrighted material. But what if, mm-hmm. what if you didn't put it up on your website, but you just had a link on your website that went to a site that had questionable material? That, too, would be enough to have your IP blocked and your site effectively removed from the web. But what if, what if, what if nobody had noticed you had the link on your page until they found it through Google? And so they go to Google and they find your page and they find that your page has a link to copyrighted material. Well, the page that your that your page links to, that could be taken down, your page could be taken down and Google could be held responsible for having a search listing that points to your page, which was pointing to another page that had copyrighted material on it. Mm-hmm. And the web just spirals from there. It's poorly written. Uh, 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 absurdly abusive and we already have more than enough laws to protect copyrighted materials well I think you touched on something there that I think is is really important to to note here and and I think part that as as serious as a lot of people are, are taking this law, and fantastic because this this is a very very serious issue. They they've in this one taken it that one step further, and you talk about Google liability. Well, what would happen if if that URL that you happen to punch in showed up in the description tag? Okay, now it's up there visible on Google's site. Um, you know, which is of course you know a, a whole other you know, ball of wax. Um, but what they're also proposing is to make sites that take user-generated content, we're talking about Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, like, yes. some, some major websites, and now holding them accountable for what may be uploaded, where the current laws, and I think this is the way these laws need to be, is that site would only be considered responsible if it's brought to their attention, the request to remove pulled down, you know, sort of proof of copyright ownership delivered, and they refuse to. Fair enough, and YouTube has always been, um, you know, fine with that and i mean you know i've tried to click through to to you know a comedy routine on youtube or something and found it to be not available fair enough because youtube's obeying the laws there as as they stand right now and the laws are working just fine but now to hold them legally um responsible for everything that everybody uploads to youtube mm-hmm. come on i mean that's that's not not even kind of reasonable if what we want uh, is the web in any form that we know it now where, where users can generate content. I mean, how many YouTube employees is it going to take to sit down and watch every, you know, I dyed my cat pink video to find the, the, the one video in a thousand that's going to violate some copyright? And would they even necessarily know it if it's some video of some, you know, sort of obscure band? Uh, you know, somewhere that they've never seen. Is it the band uploading it, or is it some? You know, how much here's, is going to go missing? Another question uh, along those lines, Dave. Google, if they really needed to, they could afford to hire a small army of people to monitor content. Mm-hmm. They obviously don't want to. They think it's bad for their business. They think it's bad for society in general. But if they wanted to, they could. But what if you wanted to start a social network, Dave? What if you got it into your head that you could build a better mousetrap, and you got the capital together, and you know? want to set up a better social network. I mean, I'm thinking there's some serious libel chill happening here. You're not going to do nothing. You're liable for all the stuff that, that, that might go up there. Yep. Boof. Dave's great innovation never existed. Well, uh, you know, I didn't... Change the world never gets to happen. 
I think you're you're touching on something that I think is really really interesting, um, because what you what they basically created there is a is an environment where all the anti-monopoly sort of laws that are in place, all of this that that the government has tried to establish, and for the right reasons, to make sure that Google doesn't become the only search engine, to make sure Facebook isn't the only social network. Um, you know, all of these laws that are in place now become negligible, and and, and how will how will they possibly promote? Um, the, 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 the type of expansion in these core, core sectors in, in sort of the new world economy. How will that possibly even work? Review well, sites. Part of it is about suppressing the new world economy, Dave. I mean, you got to understand this. Part of it is, is about suppressing innovation, suppressing stuff that might take the cookies out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, dare I step in it, this is the 1% protecting their interests. Oppose them. <laughs> do it. And it's you the right thing to step do. In it. It's your future. Indeed. I'm not saying this to you, Dave. I'm saying this to our listeners. Do oh, it. Oh, I know. It's your future. Oppose them. Stand up. Stand up now. You can. It belongs to you. So take it. Back. Okay. That's my that's my piece. <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm so pissed. Okay, you know what? I'm not done yet. Because you know another reason I'm really angry about this? If it was just the Americans doing it to themselves, I'd be angry because they're good people and they don't deserve to have this shit thrown on their heads. Mm-hmm. But if it was just the Americans doing it to themselves, I could shrug my shoulders and say, well, you know what? You elect what you elect. And if you have a bunch of congressmen on both sides of the aisle, or congresspeople on both sides of the aisle, who are too stupid to understand what they're legislating about or too stupid to learn about it, you elected them. So it's your, your, your bread basket. You eat it. But... It affects me as a Canadian, and I'll tell you why. And this is this is really surprising, actually. Um, you know the domain that you have, Beanstalk.com. Yeah. Think you own it? <laughs> I did. I used to. Well, you lease it, and you may lease it for a period of ten years. You can lease it up to twenty-five years. Mm-hmm. You don't own it. That's true. Similarly. You know the IP addresses that you cycle through going through your day from, like, computer to laptop to mobile device to home computer to your spare laptop at home to um, your Xbox to your other mobile device? All those IP addresses you've cycled through? Yep. Who owns them? Not me. Not even my ISP. By the American Registry for Internet Numbers. Aaron. Aaron. And this is in Canada. Aaron, uh, internet, internet IP numbers aren't assigned nationally. There's not a Canadian block, an American block, a Mexican block, a um, Haitian block. It doesn't work that way. They're assigned regionally. And in Canada, all of our IP numbers are assigned by America's Registry for Internet Numbers. It covers mm-hmm. the U.S., Canada, and 20-some-odd Caribbean nations. According to the, uh, according to the bill, the uh, Stop Online Privacy Act... All those IPs are domestic under U.S. law. So my IPs up here in Canada, the ones that I cycle through from my mobile device to my uh, laptop to my desktop, those are all mm-hmm. U.S. jurisdiction. The law applies to them. Right. So I can't even do stuff extra-jurisdictionally. My freedom is limited because of U.S. law, and that pisses right. me off. Well, and, and so it should. And then, of course, there's the um, you know more direct impact, 
Well, I mean, that's a, that's a fairly direct impact, actually. But, um, you know, if, if all of a sudden this, this bill passed, I mean, it's going to affect everybody no matter, no matter where you may be from. Because when you try and go to YouTube or when you're trying to use Facebook, um, each of the things you're trying to do is going to be slowed down. I mean, if I want to do a post onto Facebook, but Facebook has to have somebody checking to make sure things don't violate copyright, am I going to be able to just on the fly say, hey, here's where I am and hope that people can find me? You know, I'm at the arena, you know, watching a hockey game. Um, You know, I know Jim's in here somewhere and a few other people because I can see on my places that there's some people I know there. You know, if everything has to go through these checks and balances, um, we're in for a a very, very slow moving, um, you know, sort of sort of marketplace as far as social media goes. So it's it's just horrendous. And and the access to information. Okay, so. Link builders, get ready. Your world's about to get better. Just make sure the clean links, eh? <laughs> well, and do you want you don't want to link to a domain that might have some user generated content because now you might be linking to bad domains according to Incidentally, uh, well, as an agency, you are responsible for what you do on a client's website. And if you put your client in legal peril That's on me. Dave, are you go on to as well? I, I'm here, but I can't hear anything at all other than your voice. Then you can go us and cue us to break, and then we'll go ahead and bring on a guest. <laughs> all right. Obviously, folks, a couple technical difficulties here. So uh, this is Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, usually with Jim Hedgeter from uh, Digital Always Media here on Webcology. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. This webmasterradio.fm program is presented by AFCONEvents.com, A-F-F-C-O-N-Events.com. Dive deep into five days of digital marketing education and information at AFCON's inaugural Digital Marketers Cruise, March 17th to the 21st, 2012. Be a sponsor, exhibitor, or register today at AFCONEvents.com. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. From the creators of We Build Pages... Experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. 
visit the Internet Marketing Ninjas booth at PubCon 2011 Vegas or visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. On the road. On the boat. Working out. Or up in the air. Now you can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere. Look for WebmasterRadio.fm on TuneIn. Available for download on your iPhone, iPad, BlackBerry, Android, Palm, Samsung, and Windows Phone. As well as Google TV, Yahoo TV, and Roku. Tune in to WebmasterRadio.fm on the go from anywhere by downloading TuneIn right now. WebmasterRadio.fm. We really are everywhere. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, the 17th of November, 2011, and we're joined by Nicole Hurley from Skywire Media. Now, Skywire Media was actually Nevada's technology startup of the year, according to the Technology Business Alliance of Nevada. They're an expanding mobile content enabler. Uh, what that means is, say you're hanging out, well, you know, here's an example. Say you're hanging out in the ballpark and your stomach's rumbling, and your phone beeps for some reason. You look down, you notice that the ballpark is offering you and everybody in your section or everybody who's signed up to a loyalty reward program that you happen to be signed up to, a free hot dog and a drink. It comes across on your cell phone. You go claim your free hot dog and a drink, and you've just been touched by Skywire Media. Uh, Nicole Hurley, welcome to Webcology. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Now, you and Dave met at uh, Digital World Expo, um, first Digital World, World Expo conference in Las Vegas in September. Um, was that, that is correct. We met, sort of we met at Digital World the, Expo. Skywire was there um, sponsoring the event with our mobile technologies, um, and we just bumped into each other and had a great conversation regarding what we were doing with the show. We... Um, mobile enabled it with our text messaging. We were able to direct the attendees around the show, telling them what, what different educational sessions were coming up in the, in the next hour, where they were going to be at, a brief description about them. Um, and we were able to notify the attendees on the fly if anything changed, like they needed to change a conference room that they were having an after-hours party at. They had to switch it quickly. We could notify all the attendees of that type of um, uh, mishap as well. No, I know I was, I really enjoyed our conversation and, and, and it, it actually, it, it went, uh, went a little longer than I, than I was expecting, which is fantastic because, you know, you have a bunch of like two, three minute conversations at these sort of conferences yeah. with, with a group of people, but I was incredibly interested um, in what you're doing and in a lot of ways um, was, was creating a functionality that I, I sort of thought, gee, why, like it, it, it just makes perfect sense. Why hasn't this been done before? Um, but I mean, you know, that's, there's, there's a lot of great ideas and this definitely fits into, into one of them. Now, Jim gave a, you know, the, the brief example at the stadium, but, um, can you sort of, Cole's notes it for us. What does your technology do? I mean, I know it, but for our listeners. 
All right. Yeah. Well, our technology functions um, as a uh, an enterprise enabled. It can scale up to an enterprise level uh, messaging platform. Text message. message sorry. Excuse me. Text messaging platform. Um, but we can do. You know, we do things that no other text messaging company can do. And I'd love to just touch base on that um, because we do have patented technology, um, patented mobile technology um, at that, where we can actually have trigger based messages. Uh, Messages go out. Events can trigger off messages. So we're fully integrated into many point of sale systems and property management systems. And so let's say somebody came, they got that hot dog um, uh, offer from on their phone, and they went and redeemed it and got a free hot dog and a drink. Well, um, when they actually purchase that and redeem that coupon, we can have it trigger off another message to them. Hey, thanks so much for. Um, Thanks so much for redeeming your coupon. Here's a better offer or stay tuned for other ones or even send them a poll. How was your hot dog? I mean, this is a kind of a silly example because it's something so small, but how was your visit? How was the service? Would you come back? Things like that can be automatically triggered um, to send out to them once an event occurs, such as a redemption. Um, furthermore, we also have patented viral tracking technology where you can encourage a offer to go viral where friends are texting in your coupon code as their keyword and getting their own coupon and they can pass that on to their friends and that on to their friends. And with our solution and with our um, software, you can then see who your biggest advocates are, who's, you know, promoting your, your, your offer the most, who's promoting your company the most. So that's two things that we can do um, way differently than any other company, and we're the only ones that can offer something like that um, of that nature. So I think that's pretty neat that we have that. Uh, it's not out there. Nobody else is doing it. Um, so that's two of the things that we do. Um, but other than that, we just do all things mobile, you know, text message marketing, um, QR tags with analytic reporting, mobile app development, you name it. If it's in the mobile um, era, we do it. Now, one thing that I, I had to think about, and I can't remember if I asked you this then or if it was just one of those questions that occurred to me, you know, sort of right after meeting, and I had a whole slew of them running through my head, um, was location-based. I mean, I, I've opted, you know, let's say, while well, I'm at Digital World Expo in Vegas. I mean, I, I don't... I don't know Vegas. It had been my first time there. I don't really know the area. And I come from a tourist town, too. There's tons of people walking around that have no idea what's where. Um, the idea of being able to filter out ads based on somebody's location, right, time of day and, and location. So I'm walking down the street. You know, my phone buzzes. It's 5 o'clock. And, hey, there's, you know, burger and a, and a beer deal, you know, it's somewhere that's, that's close to me. Is that one of the sort of primary applications people would do, or, or what's the most popular applications of this, you know, sort of a well, more we advanced really, functionality we, we that you might not inherently think of, but this idea offers, of targeting offers, a location, location and stuff. Into apps. Um, you know, if we develop an app for somebody and, and we can do location-based offers then, if somebody has an app for, let's just, you know, like for the, this particular restaurant, they get close to the restaurant, it'll push them an offer. So we, we do things like that. Um, one thing that that works great is, I mean, we have a lot of casinos out here that use our services, and we'll give them a specific keyword for an event. So let's say that there's, I don't know, the Jonas Brothers are in town, okay? Let's just say. And um, we'll give them Jonas, right? The, the keyword Jonas, and they can have people text in to um, then receive, uh, you know, offers 
at, right after the show ends from you know pushing them to go to another location, stay on property, keep them there hanging out, spending money, you know? So we do that where specific events can have their own keywords, um, and then the event ends, that triggers off new messages, things like that. So what is the largest single sort of, um, well, I guess you know, it, it obviously changes probably you know, depending on what's going on, but the, the largest single application. So who, where is this most successful? Uh, well, we actually, uh, because of our technology and our integration, um, we see it very successful with the casinos out here. Um, we have two of the larger enterprise um, companies using our services. And, I mean, with a town like Vegas, you want them to not only come to your property but stay on your property because you can walk outside and, I mean, for two miles, there's another casino after casino after casino, you know, um, all right there. So it's really great to see it used in a setting where there's your competitors are right next door, right across the street, catty corner from you. Um, it's really good to see that. And with those events, those events, sorry, excuse me, those trigger-based messaging, you can just direct them around your property. Each time they do something, they redeem something, they go somewhere, send them another offer, pushing them somewhere else, directing them somewhere else. So we can see that very, uh, it's utilized very well um, within the casinos out here and resorts. And because of integration, we can tie it into the property management system and uh, alert them when their room's ready, alert all of the guests staying in your hotel about a special event going on that night. Um, you can, you know, just because they are staying at your hotel, you know that you can see that um, and push offers to those specific people. So I see it working very well in, in that aspect. Now, so do you see this integrated? And it works well in the... Um, it's, your, your, your application is used well in hospitality. You use well in the, uh, the casino industry. What other industries um, are, is Skywire thinking of expanding to or looking to expand to? Well, actually, we have our newest product rolling out here. Um, it should be live by the end of this month, and it's, uh, it's more of a... Um, for a mom and pop business, you know, they don't they don't want to be they don't need all of the integration and the viral and the and the tracking and all of this. Um, so we've been expanding out to taverns here. Um, we're expanding out into the retail industry, the delivery industry, where you know uh, we give confirmation delivery confirmation text messages to people who are sending things to people, sending packages, sending gifts, flowers, what may have you. We do delivery confirmation. Um, but our, our, our newest platform, it's, it's uh, Moby Mantis, and it's coming out. It's uh, uh, very easy to use. You sign up by yourself. Uh, it's web-based. Um, you can go on there. Uh, you get messages included with it. It's very affordable. Um, and we're seeing a lot of the local businesses hop on board with that. Now, do, do you see, and, and this was just one of my thoughts when I was thinking about this product and, and sort of, you know, of course, what I would do would be different than, than what you guys would do with it. Um, do you see this integrating in the, the, the core technology, integrating in with um, other applications or, or other services um, that may not be necessarily controlled by Skyrim? Like, I could, I could see this implementing quite nicely um, in two services like Groupon or, or the Yelp mobile apps and, and these sort of things to facilitate, you know, sort of they already have this geolocation and, 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 and access to advertisers. And I could see it working out on a, on a large scale like that uh, enormously yeah. well. Um, yeah. Is that in the, in the plans moving forward? Or? We do have some plans. I can't quite talk on them just yet. 
um, but we're getting very close to, um, you know, give me about two months and I'll be able to definitely <laughs> talk about it. Um, we can't quite talk about it just yet, um, but we did just recently um, have an acquisition with a, uh, with a new company, um, and so we're doing time and attendance right now as well, and um, we're going to be integrating mobile into that. Uh, aspect as well. So that's a pretty neat industry, and, and once we have the, that um, out and ready to be used, it's definitely going to be a, a hot topic and, and a, a great conversation to have. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, I, I suppose we'll we'll have to have you on then. Sorry, Jim, did you want to ask a question? Yeah, I want to shift gears a little bit. Um, one of the things that I'm always interested in is the experience of starting a business, especially starting a large business. Now, last year you were voted... Um, or you were named uh, Nevada's technol- or startup, uh, startup firm of the year. Do you still yeah. feel like you're in startup phase? Um, I don't. I think that we're really moving out of the startup phase, and we're we're really pushing forward. As you can see, we have a lot of new products coming out. Um, so we're just kind of taking. I guess we're in in between moving out of that and moving forward as a, an established company. You know, roaring fists of flaring. Um, I, our startup years have, we've learned a lot, a lot of what works, what doesn't work, um, what people want. And um, the great thing is, is that we have such, we have good communication with our clients and, and they can tell us, hey, this is working for me or, hey, I really wish we could do this. We take those ideas and those, those needs from them and actually turn them into reality. You know, hey, we really want a, a text list to text people in to get on our VIP list for tonight. All right, we can do that. We really want to text a wall. Well, we can do that. So we're really just we're taking our clients' needs and turning them into realities and turning them into um, things that, you know, if one person needs it, it's, it's very likely that many people need it, you know? So I, well, you're to also moving, you're also working in the world of um, you know instant communication, social media, uh, Google, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, etc. Foursquare. Um, how's working with those companies? Like, I, I I know you can't talk about specific deals that either are in the works or you want to be in the works, but you're a smaller company, you're a startup, you're a fresh pr- player coming into a you know a mile a minute market. What's it like working with uh, large enti- larger entities like like Facebook or Foursquare? Um, I mean, I, I don't really have many. I don't have really have much because I don't personally work with them. Um, that might be a better question suited to somebody within, but I, you know, somebody else within the company. I just haven't had those relationships personally, so I apologize. I can't really touch on that. Um. But I mean, I, I'm thinking, I'm assuming, if there's no complaints, uh, no news is usually good news, right? Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so our viral tracking technology really, we don't really have. It, it doesn't. De- we don't deal with Facebook or Twitter to be able to do that. It's just simply pushing. You know, people are updating their statuses. Hey, check out this great deal I got. Text in this, which is my coupon code, to re, you know to get your own offer, and, and then it goes on and on, and, and we don't really have any any needs to work with Facebook, at, you know, in regards to our viral. Fair enough. I, I'm going to take us on a, on a slightly different tangent. I mean, you're you're really in a, in a sector that is growing in enormously, enormously fast right now. Now, what would you say? I mean, you know, and and Jim, you can chuckle because we've had uh, Cindy Crum on our show talking about the growth of mobile for like I don't know six years now. But we're we're actually starting to see this this real massive boom and and your ability to attract in there and then QR codes and the and the ability to to attract them. Um, 
what do you see as, as the growth rate, just in a more generalized way? Um, where do you see this sort of heading? Like, what, what are you having to adopt into now um, to try and keep up with this enormously growing market and the, the, the much more diverse demographic that's being attracted to it? Well, I definitely think that it's always, we're always learning here because there's always new technologies coming out. You know, with augmented reality being a newer thing, we, we definitely had to dive into that. It's just keeping up with the education of the, for the developer's standpoint and um, just kind of being well aware um, as a company that's how we move forward is that we just make sure that we're aware of the new trends happening and make sure that we can develop those trends and that we can stay ahead of the game there or at least even with the game. We've got... Um, We've got some things that, uh, again, I, I really, as you can tell, we've got a lot, a lot of good things going on here. Um, but we're in the works of developing this app that nothing like it on the market, and so that's our way of staying ahead of the curve and, and hopefully um, entering into an untapped area. Um, just really the creative side with technology like this, you can do anything, you know. And if we we've been bringing the people together to have those conversations, this would be really great. There's a need for this. And then we do it, and that's how, that's kind of I, th- I guess it's just uh, creative people getting together to share their ideas, um, and, and creative people that are within this industry and understand what the technology can do. You know, Nicole, one of the one of the cool things about Skywire Media is I think I think you guys literally are changing the world, and maybe maybe just in the future you can change the world in such a way that we won't have to do something like we're going to do. I hope you can stick around for a few minutes because. Fred, we have to take a break here on Webcology. Um, friends, it's November the 17th, 2011. This is Webcology on Webmaster Radio.fm. We're joined by Nicole Hurley from Skywire Media. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. In 500 yards, CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination. On the interstate of Internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at cpaway.com. Warning! Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. 
Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. This is the last segment of the show for Thursday, November the 17th. We have Nicole Hurley from Skywire Media. Um, Nicole, we were talking about some of the you know messaging functions of, uh, of Skywire Media, but um, Skywire also makes apps, makes makes you know mobile apps. Um, what do you all make and for whom do you make them? All right. Well, um, yeah, we actually just the beginning of this year of 2011, uh, we acquired um, some of our developers from a company called Intermagine. And um, we then uh, had the capability of developing um, native iOS apps, native um, Android apps, and HTML5 apps, web-based applications. Um, One thing that you can go ahead and hop onto the market right now and download is the Digital World Expo app nice, clean. Um, it gave the, the attendees the, uh, the ability to create an event calendar, to um, see the speakers, the shows, the what's coming up in the conference, uh, open a QR tag. I mean, at that show, Dave, how many QR tags did you see there? They were yeah. everywhere, were they not? They were. They were everywhere. Yeah, and so with this app, there was a QR scanner, you know, um, programmed right into it. You can easily scan QR tags, save them to view later. Um, I mean, go ahead and you just search for Digital World Expo on your market place. You can find it. Um, The reason why we we develop for Android and and iPhone instead of, you know, BlackBerry. BlackBerry, I think, is like a dying... uh, creature if you could if i could say so myself personally uh, and that, you can't be yeah. no, just personally um is one of our there's just like 12 target. different um, versions of it and 12 different ratio aspects that i mean it's just a headache having to develop on that so um that's why we just stick to the two most popular ones um i, I mean are you are do you I hear you laughing. Does that mean you're kind of agreeing with me, or do one of you have a BlackBerry and I just insulted you? <laughs> I can't. Uh, well, actually, I have a BlackBerry, but believe me, you're not the one who insulted me. Um, I blame him for the insult. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just making sure I'm not stepping on any toes here. So, um, yeah, I think that that's where – that's uh, so, yeah, go check it out. Feel free to download it and play with it, look at it. Uh, we do hospitality apps. You know, we can incorporate wayfinding. We can incorporate offers, coupons. Um, the one thing I see as a big fail these days is when companies say, we want an app, and then they build an app, and all it is is a dumbed-down version of their website. It's not really na- – if I could say this, it's not native enough. You know, it's not usual- utilizing the the phone's capabilities to its maximum potential. You know, well, you know that, there's a reason why it, you're making it, a native app. Linear, and that's uh, to be able to do an interesting tangent. You see a big difference between the mobile world and the web world. Oh, I see a huge difference between the two. Um, uh, I mean, I think it's when you can have an app for a company and they do it properly where it's not just, you know, some people don't see a difference and they just think, oh, we need an app and we need to have exactly the same thing that we have on our website, on our app. That's not what it's for. You know, why would people open that app when they could just go to your website on on their browser, on their phone? So I think there is a big difference um, with the ability to use, you know, you can shake your iPhone and have it do something. You can flip it and do something with it. You know, things like that that you can incorporate into an app. And I mean, if Believe me, I've shaken my computer plenty of times. It doesn't do anything. It, you know, it doesn't. <laughs> I shake doesn't my BlackBerry all the time. It doesn't than, do anything uh, either. Shutting down for me. So, yeah, there is a huge difference in, in the ability to develop on, 
you know, web-based um, software is a, is, a, is a huge difference between the two. Well, where do you see the energy in the market going? Um, like, you have a front row seat in the expansion of the mobile universe. Um, you were, um, y- your career took you into, into the web earlier. Um, which do you see as the, the, the more exciting space? I really, truly see, um, I know I, ba- I, I touched on it earlier in the show, but I, pardon me, really see augmented reality um, coming up and going on the, on the rise here. Um, there's already companies that are doing, uh, I believe, it, I mean, it's one of the big technology companies that sells TVs. I don't want to get the name wrong, so I'm not going to throw one out there, but it was one of the bigger TV manufacturers that um, they would allow customers to print out something that kind of looks like a QR tag um, onto a, a piece of paper, tape it onto the wall where they're thinking about placing the TV, and then scan your camera over it, and you can see what a 32-inch TV would look there or a 52-inch or, you know, augmented reality, I think, is the new up-and-coming thing. Um, and I think when utilized properly and correctly, uh, the adaption rate is going to be very high on that. Um, the one thing I do see as hindering the industry is the adaption rate. Um, people thinking if they opt into things that it's going to be a scam, that they're just getting, you know, junk mail, and it, it's not. And that really has to do with not segmenting your campaigns properly and m- ensuring that you're sending out relevant offers to your subscribers. Um, but I was surprised. I, you know, at the Digital World Expo, we had a little pre-conference kickoff. Um, networking event, and I was talking to people about QR tags. And people attending Digital World Expo, the amount, the number of them who had no, who had never scanned a QR tag before, nor did they know what they um, could do, surprised me. Um, and I just really think that the adaption rate, once it can start picking up and going forward, um, we'll really see this market take off even more than it already has. Now, you touched on, uh, speaking of things people may not know the terminology for, although QR kind of surprises me, but um, augmented reality. A lot of our listeners, I, I had the, the benefit of, of seeing an example of it, and you can sort of touch on, on that in, in your explanation. But for our listeners who don't know what you're referring to outside of the example you gave regarding the television, what is augmented reality, and, and why would it progress forward? All right, well... Augmented reality is um, really bringing reality and a virtual world together through the, the lens on your camera, um, on your phone, or on your mobile device. Um, the, way, the one thing that we used it for at Digital World, Act, uh, Digital World Expo was we like to call it the augmented reality. And um, our friend Mike over there got a – Mike with Digital World got a tattoo – right there at King Inc., and we developed an app that when we scanned over his tattoo, um, a, a logo of the Digital World Expo, 3D logo, pops out onto the phone, and you can scan left and right. One way that I see that this could be really utilized is in um, heavily uh, tourist, pop, you know, tourist destinations, like Vegas, let's say, um, where you can walk down the streets and your friends can actually be posting, hey, I w- this is where I, you know, met that guy that one night. Let's just say, I mean, let's Vegas, let's, you know, let's be honest. Or, hey, this is where um, my favorite burger was, or, hey, this is where, and when you're scanning the city, you're seeing these messages from your, fo- 
from your friends popping up at you. You can see where they're at. It's really just, you know, like I said, reality and virtual reality coming together through the lens of your phone, and that's how it works. Um, and one thing I like to do is just YouTube this stuff and, and go on YouTube, type in augmented reality and see the types of different things that, are, that people are using it for. Um, it's really neat, the capabilities of this technology, what it can do. So do you see this as something that would then integrate in with not just other um, sort of products and services that you have, and I know we're down to a couple minutes, so we'll have to make this quick, but um, something that will integrate in, uh, you talk about you know, being able to scan a city and, and see examples of, of what other people have, but um, would you carry that further and, and maybe integrate into some of your own products? You know, I can scan this restaurant and immediately know what their menu is or scan, you know, point my phone at that restaurant and immediately see what their, what their deal is of the day or, or things like that. Do, do you see augmented reality uh, converging? into um, other applications as well in the short-term future? Absolutely, and it's already there. The, the technology is already there. Um, we haven't done it, but if we had a client or a customer that wanted to do it, we have the resources to do so. Um, scan a, yeah, scan a restaurant and uh, just click on it, click menu, view the menu, or you could even um, have them opt in right there to receive offers from you, give them an offer even. Um, the technology is definitely there and, and can be used already. So absolutely, uh, even incorporating it into an app, you know, a native app itself, um, I mean, you can have an app and then have it turn, turn on your augmented reality right here while you're on our property and scan our property around, see what's going on here. Um, so, yeah, it, it can definitely be integrated into other solutions and other, uh, other avenues there. Okay, Nicole, we only have a couple minutes left. Actually, I think we're down to our last minute. Um, a number of our listeners are marketers. They have um, good-sized clients and friends. This is the future. The future is freaky. Can Skywire help, or can Skywire Media help out large, small businesses? And if so, how do they get a hold of you? How do they engage with you guys? Yes, we definitely do, and we have a great reseller program too. So if you're a company that has many clients that you could see using this, um, might as well get something in return for that. So feel free to reach out to us. You can visit us online at www.skywiremedia.com. Follow us on Twitter at Skywire Media. Find us on Facebook, also facebook.com slash skywiremedia. Um, shoot us an email, sales at skywiremedia.com. Um, check out our blog. We've got lots of, even if you already have a, a, a mobile marketing uh, in your company, we've got a great blog that gives you helpful hints on to how to do it right, how to segment, how to give offers that you'll actually um, retain customers with. So check us out online is the best way to get a hold of us. Okay, or one day, friends, Skywire Media might get a hold of you and offer you a free hot dog and a ball game. Uh, Nicole Hurley from Skywire Media, thank you so much for joining us here on Webcology today. Dave and Jim, um, thank you so much. It's been great. I appreciate it. Friends, you've listened to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Stick around Webmaster Radio. Bruce Clay and Virginia Nasi and the, and the whole crew from SEM Synergy are coming up right behind us. And uh, if you get a chance, take five minutes, take ten minutes, ensure your future. Go to webpronews.com, go to uh, 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 Search Engine Land, Search Engine Watch, uh, go to your local newspaper, look up SOPA, the SOP Online Privacy Act, and call your congresspeople. Friends, you only have, a couple, you only have about a week to act on this. Act now. 
We'll be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Stay tuned to Webmaster Radio. We'll talk to you later. News on WebmasterRadio.fm is presented by AFCONEvents.com, A-F-F-C-O-N-Events.com. Dive deep into five days of digital marketing education and information at AFCON's inaugural Digital Marketers Cruise, March 17th to the 21st, 2012. Be a sponsor, exhibitor, or register today at AFCONEvents.com. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. IRN USA Radio News. I'm Hope Duggar. The Energy Secretary is taking responsibility for the loan that was given to Solyndra. Energy Secretary Stephen Chu says the more than $500 million loan to Solyndra underwent rigorous scrutiny before being approved. And he stressed to a House panel that he made the final decision. Chu says he didn't know his staff predicted Solyndra would face severe cash flow problems. He said the company got caught in what he called a bad tsunami. And